Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our GYST podcast, where we help you get your together. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another edition of your favorite, favorite podcast, the GYST podcast, also known as Get Your Shit Together. All right, fellas. We switched it up on you. I like it. Yeah. So are we additions now, like magazines, not episodes, like podcasts? I said addition. You did. And normally I say episode. Like new edition. What? Mm Mm-hmm. Today's is going to be one that I've been looking forward to since we decided to do the podcast. So today's... Oh, yeah. So today's episode is all about racial slurs. (laughs) 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 I'm pretty sure we didn't agree on this one. That's not what we called it. I'm signing off. Come on, man. I'm not going <laughs> to... This is real hit. Unless I got my boy Kev or Nate with me, we can talk about oh, this. But man. other than that, I don't think we should talk about this right now. Why did you name the only two black people you know? Because they're the only two black people that I know. <laughs> oh. Who else am I going to name? What about... Cambodians are like the black folks of the Asian world. This is very true. <laughs> no, we've been known to... Hennessy in Hennessy. No, I'm just <laughs> Hennessy. I like this. Uh, <laughs> this one girl I was seeing is uh, was Filipino. No, I'm sh- I'm sure she still is Filipino. <laughs> and, uh, and, and she would say, <laughs> she would say, Filipinos are considered the Mexicans of Asia. And I didn't know how to take like, I, I don't know what that means. Is that a bad thing? Is that a good thing? Like. I mean, it, it depends, depends on who you ask. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Our current president, it's a bad thing. What if I ask Ruben Marquez? He would think it's great. From Tejas, Tejas, Tijuana. Yeah. So is he the? Are they the Filipinos of Spanish people? Oh. You ask the conquistadors. No. Oh. No, I don't talk about that. That's rough history. Um, so, the importance of racial slurs in uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, in so. society today. So the real topic is why should I why should I travel more? So today's episode is is all about travel and the importance of travel, what it can do for your soul, what it can do for you to help connect with other cultures, mm-hmm. what it can do to help you identify with yourself and get to know yourself a little bit more. Uh, that's something that I hear a lot, especially when people find out that I'm Indian. They always say I've always wanted to go to India to become spiritually connected with myself. That is not what they say. Then why else would anyone want to go to India? That's not what they say the when they find out you're Indian. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, talk about the racial slurs. Yeah, people are like, I'm like, oh, I'm Indian. They're like, really? Oh, dot or feather. Like, funny guy. And I just look at him. I'm like, I'm, I'm not sure I Do you see me drinking a PBR? <laughs> what? Of course, red dot. What's a PBR? <laughs> Sam. <laughs> Sam's a jerk. I'm not the one saying it. That's you. Why are you laughing? Because he doesn't get it. God. (laughs) Terrible. I'm cutting this out. This is horrible. Yeah, you got to cut that out. (laughs) That's more of me listening. I know that all of us have traveled quite a bit. Kyle, you probably have done the most traveling. Really? Well, I mean, I've gone to India like 15, 16 times. That's a lot. But, I mean, I've seen the Taj Mahal more often. What the fuck is that? Sorry, I've seen the Taj Mahal. Oh, oh you went there? Okay. I've seen that more often than I've been to the Space Needle. <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> that's that's crazy, mm-hmm. first of all. And I do want to talk about that. Sure. I think you said that before, mm-hmm. but I don't understand people 
realize the magnitude of that. But I also want to take a second and stop and make sure the listeners know that it's a joke that we're like, what? Every time you say and you say Taj Mahal, and we're like, oh, okay. Because we just went right through that. Like, we do it way too much. We've done it so often. Look, we've done this in other episodes before. So that caught up now. Because sometimes we get people who just caught on listening. Okay, yeah, that's true. You're right. You're right. Like your favorite word, the Kamsutra? King Kamasutra. You mean Kamal Sutra? (laughs) Kamal Sutra. Homeboy Kamal. Shout out to Kamal. And uh, what's the other? Bonnie Booty? Camel. Bonnie Burry. (laughs) Bonnie Burry. Burry. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I have traveled. But I've traveled all over India. And so in a way, it's not so much discovering new things about myself. It's more of understanding my my culture and my history, things that that are the basic foundation of me. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the traveling that you've done, like gone to Machu Picchu and, and Peru and things like that, that's more of you're not building on your foundation. You're creating things that are you're creating things that are based off outside experiences and i think that is more rewarding maybe to me because i haven't done it mm-hmm. and so that's why i look at what you've done and, and admire it whereas maybe it's reverse you're looking at me someone who spent so much time in a single country and traveled all over mm-hmm. maybe you're looking at that we see you as going back to your roots yeah type of thing whereas he's expanding his his mind and taking in different cultures. Yeah, I think it's because I look at your guys' travels the same way you're probably explaining mine right now. I'm mm-hmm. like, man, that would be fucking fantastic. And to go to, um, I'm going to let you say it. Kampuchea? Cambodia? <laughs> Kambodia? <laughs> no, Cambodia, not that. The temple, fool. Oh, hey, Angkor what? Yeah. Yeah. I want to say because you'll correct me anyway because I got my, my Westerner accent. Angkor what? Um... But yeah, I think I think trips like that would be awesome, right? So, but I guess it makes sense, right? Because that you're immersing in your own culture. Mm-hmm. Have you, other than the states, have you been somewhere where you didn't speak the language? I have not. Aside from like, I mean, yeah, Mexico or something like that. I don't mm-hmm. know if that counts. You know, I mean, it's just a hop over to Tijuana type of thing, but. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, it's just to get drunk when you're in high school? Yeah, yeah. So it's a little different. Um, but I mean, like, when I went to Cambodia, it was, I still understood what people were saying. Yeah. It's just, I sometimes have a hard time, you know. Just because you don't use it as much as you used exactly. to. Exactly. Yeah. But it wasn't like you when you went to uh, Peru. It was frightening. Right? Yeah. I mean, it got to the point where you actually wanted to learn a new language because you were so scared. I know. I didn't <laughs> do very good at it. I didn't make it important enough. But <laughs> Right. Um but I think that that's important because it reminds you how small you really are. Yes. It humbles you. For sure. Mm. There's other people and there's other cultures out here that you know nothing about and you should learn. Um, not that it's not. I think it's extremely important. Like, I want to go to Japan and Portugal, right? Because I've never been to either one of those places. And for the audience, do you just want to say why those two countries? I am Japanese and Portuguese. There you go. Um, I was getting to that too. Jerk. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, jerk. <laughs> most people don't know what I am. They're like, what are you? I'm like, Portuguese and Japanese. I was like, what? Really? Yeah. You've never been to Hawaii? There's none but Portuguese people, Japanese people, <laughs> and locals, right? <laughs> and transplants. <laughs> Lots of transplants. Um, True. But yeah, that's, you know, that's kind of where my family's from, right? So 
th- that's important to me, right, as well. Um, but I think that immersing yourself in someone else's culture opens your eyes to what else is out there. Yeah, but it's, it's scary, though. Oh, yeah. That's why a lot of people don't do it. Yeah, that's true, because outside your comfort zone. So what I think we should try to figure out what would be a good way to break away from that fear. Yeah. But, and I'm not saying everybody do that, right? Because I bet going to Cambodia for you initially was uncomfortable, but you was going with your folks and stuff and family. Yeah. So that helped, right? Yeah. But I would be scared as shit right now, too. If I were to say one day I'm going to go to Cambodia by myself, uh, yeah, I would be lost. Yeah. For sure. There's no doubt about it, man. Like Challenging. Uh, yeah. I mean, just the first trip alone to Cambodia with my parents mm-hmm. and their journey, th- them taking me through their journey um was intimidating mm-hmm. and out of the norm and scary because they know the land the landscape and they know what they went through and what the path that they took so they were taking me on that same path here's where you were born here's the mountain that we had to take to escape the Khmer Rouge mm-hmm. um this is where your mom used to live this is where i met your mom you know like he took me through every single step uh were they straw houses no, it was oh, like no, it was like a clay. Well, yeah, one of them was, I think. But no, that's that's yeah, it's like small. Even you saying still. that and being funny about it, yeah, that's the truth. Though it's still tiny villages, like rural, out mm-hmm. of nowhere. Like you're, I could be staying in the city for one moment, and then escape maybe just ten miles out, and it's just the slums. Yeah, you know, huts and whatnot. Like I'll tell the story before I was with my dad and he was looking for an old lady that he remembered 35 years ago when I was just born. Wow. And he talked to some um, some people at, at the markets and, and it was weird, man. All of a sudden we ended up going down this little road, took a right here, oh, past this cow right here, turn left, and she was there. She was still sitting there. 35 years later, same spot, same little house. That's fucking crazy. And my dad went up to her. She, he was like, do you remember me? And she looked and she said exactly who he was. And she was like, oh, man. I was like, what the f- Are you kidding me? I was like, how That's did ridiculous. we find this lady? You know what I mean? <laughs> it was just the craziest trip I've ever yeah, seen. Your pops could have found Tom Brady's Super Bowl jersey. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the FBI, man. You just needed him. Oh, man. You know? That's it, wild, bro. It was just an amazing it was just an amazing experience to see the fact that you can pretty much end up in the middle of nowhere, but come to fruition that you are always somewhere. Mm-hmm. And somebody knows you. In one way or another. Like, this was out in the middle of nowhere. That's fascinating, Amazing. That's fascinating. Culture's important. History is important, I think. Um, Learning other cultures. Like, I I tried to immerse myself as much as possible while I was there. And I didn't want to eat anything that I had before. Mm -hmm. So we went to a Brazilian restaurant. Well, not necessarily Brazilian, but it was... And I don't even want to say Brazilian. Let me take that back. Because people think Brazilian steakhouses the way they are in the States. And that's not what it's like. It was an Amazonian restaurant. So a lot of the food was uh, indigenous to the Amazon, the jungle. So I had some jungle fish. I don't know what it was. It might have been a piranha, but it was delicious. (laughs) And I had this big-ass fucking snail. It's the biggest snail I've seen in my entire life. 
and they took it out and they cooked it. Andrew Zimmerman ate the same shit. Mm. I forgot what episode it was. I gotta look it up. Yeah. But snail and not a slug. Snail. Yeah. Wow. And he ate it at the same restaurant. It was called a Maz. It was in uh, it was in Lima, in yeah. Lima, Peru. And they took it out and they cooked it with some something. What did they cook it with? It was like tapioca and some other seasoning and stuff. And they put it back in the shell. And so they, they serve little it. tiny spoons and you eat it out of the shell. And it was it was big. It was like big as a softball. Probably between a softball <laughs> oh, and a baseball geez. size. It was fucking huge. Yeah. Um, so it was fascinating. I had never in my life had snail. People talk about escargot in the French and stuff like that. I had never had it. I had never thought I would have it. But here I was just like, yeah, we're going to get the snail. Yeah. It looks, it sounds fantastic. The way they talk about it, they present it and it's served and I would eat it like squid or something. And it was delicious. It was, it was pretty chewy, but it was really good. Um, what else do we have? We had some very unique dishes. They were phenomenal. And um, I just have a whole new respect for it. Open my eyes to things that I never would have had. Did you have a... Kui? Kui. I didn't have a Kui. Because no. it was fucking expensive, man. For those of you who don't know it's what like a Kui is... It's a trap. It's a fucking tourist trap. You want to tell them what, they, what it is? It's guinea pig. Yeah. So I really wanted to try it they, when I was there. Yeah, wow. guinea pig, man. But it was, ex- yeah. it was expensive. And now I'm mad at myself that I didn't try it. Right. Because when I say expensive, it was... I don't know, the equivalent of like probably 15, 20 bucks. Oh. Mm. Uh, right? So whereas like, over here, you only even think twice. And yeah, just go it's, to local pet shop. it's tough. Well, local pet shop, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> but for comparison, at the same places that served Queen, and this was like a nice restaurant, at the same places that served it, you could get Lomo Sotaro, which is like a traditional Peruvian dish of like essentially French fries or plantains and steak and like tomatoes and vegetables in a sauce. It's actually kind of good. Carne asada fries, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's say that is like the equivalent of 5 to $7. Mm, so it. I was like, man, I'm not paying that much for something I want to take a bite out of. Yeah. And that's it. And they served it on this platter, and the teeth was hanging out like... It was crazy <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think that stuff is But important. that $15, $20 now is... is now I'm so pissed. I'm so exactly. pissed off. I didn't get that shit, bro. You missed out I'm on so that mad. experience. Yeah, huh? I'm so mad. I'm gonna have to fly all the way back there just to get some damn guinea pig. <laughs> I got a pan flute though. I'll roll with you. Yeah, and and part of it though is I feel like that's kind of a stereotypical um, thing. Yeah. I, I guess maybe people don't know about it, but that's kind of like Bolivia. It's really popular too. I guess. Mm. Um, okay. But yeah, I think I think it's important. I think it opens your eyes to a lot of things. I think one thing that a lot of people who have talked to me about wanting to go to India and the reason why they want to go mm-hmm. is because we're mostly a vegetarian country. Mm-hmm. And so people have such a fear about eating exotic foods because they don't know what's in it. You know, like when you were mentioning, I would love to go to Peru and Machu Picchu. Mm-hmm. There's no way I would eat the things that you ate. <laughs> and so. So now I'm thinking, like, in my head, right? Okay, this this is an experience I want, but I didn't even think about food. Like, when I go there, what am I going to eat? Yeah. Is there going to be food available to me? And I think it's important that people know that, especially this day and age, you can go somewhere and you don't have to eat exotic things. You know, there's there's so many options available, whether it's fruit or McDonald's, right? 
Like, are you serious? Hold, hold on. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> right. saying because I know that there would be some countries that I would want to go to. Okay. I would not want to eat their local food. Mm-hmm. It's just not appetizing to me. Uh-huh. And even in America, I mostly just eat chicken. But America's infiltrated every country on the planet. Yeah. As far Very as true. food culture is concerned. So there, there are things available for people who want to travel to. I don't want them to think of food as... The deteriorate. Yeah, 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 yeah. So okay, I see my, what you're saying. That's my main point. Makes sense. No, that makes sense. Yeah, because you, you can get it everywhere. There was McDonald's there. There was... Um, it was really weird. They had chains there like it was super popping. They wouldn't even care about here like TJ Fridays. Yeah. They all closed down. In Peru, let me tell you what, bro. TJ Fridays, fine dining. <laughs> <laughs> but that's one thing. So, part of it, I think Lima is uh, a huge up-and-coming city in the food scene so that's like really big they have like a lot of big restaurants there but um yeah don't let that get in the way i mean silly things like you go to canada eat poutine yeah that's just delicious i eat it here but it's not as good and you think about it nowadays too cultures are getting mixed up that's why you're getting a lot of fusion when you were Mm -hmm. in peru there was you told me this there was uh, a good fluctuation of chinese a ton of Chinese uh, immigrants, ton, bro. Yeah, so I I, I, I read up that? on it. Yeah. I had no clue. Yeah, bro. The Chinatown in Lima was freaking ridiculous. See? And the Chinese food, man. Let me tell you what. It was the best duck mm. I had in my life. There it you go. It wasn't like typical Peking duck. It was like in some peach, something. I don't even know. It was bomb. Fusion. It was so bomb. It was probably. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't probably traditional Chinese. Um, no, herbs traditional spices. Chinese. Was it? Yeah, but okay. it was just like it was like a. It was done with peaches and stuff like that. It didn't. It looked like a Chinese restaurant in like, you know, uh, the Chinatown in Seattle. Okay. okay. What do they call it now? The um, international district? international district. It's still Chinatown to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. Yeah, for um, sure. But yeah, it was it was delicious. I was really surprised. The only reason why we went is because Keith and Teal were tired of eating South American food. <laughs> they've been, yeah. been there for so long and yeah. they're like man we can't wait to eat something different that's true but that's yeah. true but what about I mean I know we only have a few more minutes but but what about travel domestically mm-hmm. I think that's huge too that people don't think man, about man like yeah. I'm from we're from well I'm from the northwest I don't know where I think Kyle you yep. are as well um, Sam you're from SoCal yeah um, but growing up northwest like people that I meet all across the world when I was at Microsoft, I was so thankful. I got to travel all over the U.S. Yeah. And people would tell me all the time, oh, I've always wanted to go to Seattle. You know, I love Portland. I love the Northwest. I always want to go there. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really have an appreciation for it until I started going to all those other places. Right. Beautiful. And then I'm like, man, I love coming back home every single time. I can actually breathe air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right? Serious. Yeah. One it's- of the perks... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, it's beautiful here. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. One of the perks I had when I worked at a, a company way back in the days, 10, oh, 12 years okay. ago, I worked for a, a company called Fulcrum. Mm-hmm. And we traveled around tracking, you know, cell sites and things like that. But we traveled tough. I mean, you're talking about three, four weeks out, come home for a week, back out for, back out for another five, six weeks. So I get to, I get to go to Chicago Wisconsin, New York, New York, Dallas, Florida, Louisiana. I mean, talk about travel and just taking in your culture. Yeah. I mean, the American culture is so vast and so spread out there. 
you you guys are missing it if you're not traveling just within country alone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can step out of a plane in New York City and get the whole feel of what it's like to be in, you know, suburban New York eating pizza and just living the concrete uh, life. Mm-hmm. And then next thing, travel to, you know, super out of nowhere boonies, um, little tiny town in Waco, Texas. <laughs> Waco, Texas. And staying in a, a, a motel six, motel with, six. A, with a pool the size of your bedroom. Exactly. You know, and, and just to see the dichotomy of the, the culture between the two and it's it's mind blowing. Yeah. You know, so I encourage people, man, don't think that you can just go out of the country to, to see new cultures, man. It might be just a few hours away. Yeah. A couple hour flight. Yeah. Let me tell you what. I know if the three of us went to Idaho. We'd have a whole new different experience. We may or may not make it back. That's true. Boom. My buddy Tim would be okay, I think. <laughs> Tim? Yeah. yeah, Tim would be our... Yeah. Man, remember Tim's story about that? What story? Not Tim. Who was telling... Uncle uh, Uncle Ted. Oh, oh Ted, Ted, yeah. Ted was about talking to us Idaho. about Idaho. Yeah. Yeah. He loves Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about traveling domestically. I do want to bring that up before we wrap up here. Rohit, you have been... What it is? To the Taj Mahal... Uh-huh. Taj Mahal? Taj Mahal? Taj Mahal. Am I doing it okay? Taj. Taj. Mahal. Mahal. Yep. Okay. Taj Mahal. Not too bad. All right. You got to spit a little bit when you say it. A little um, bit. This could be embarrassing if I'm saying it wrong and it's really like something else. <laughs> I hope. That would be awesome. <laughs> buddy comes up to you. No, it's Taj Mahal, buddy. Yeah. You've been there more times than you've been to the Space Needle. And the Space Needle is what, 20 minutes away from here? That's the, ridiculous. 25 minutes? That's, That's ridiculous. Wrong. Only once have I actually been in... The Space Needle. I'd gone to the top and really? stuff like that. Yeah. Wow. And it was a, a Microsoft Christmas party that we had up there. That's that was the only time. But you really think about it, though. When you live in a city, you take advantage. You don't take advantage of what's in the city. Unless someone's Everybody to says visit. that. Because Until somebody grammar. comes up to visit. Yeah. So why, do you, why have you gone to the Taj Mahal so many times? I think... I, I mean, I don't know. I know the last time I went was in 07. And I just haven't had a desire to go back because it's just... I, I've been there so many times, you know. But what was the purpose for going? Is it because other people who you were with hadn't gone? No, I well, I I don't know. I'm I know that I've probably been there about seven eight times growing up, mm-hmm. and it just went. Oh, they're coming from America. Let's go take them around. Or um, a lot of times we would do like a tour, mm-hmm. you know, um, of of various things, and and the bus, you know, went around to different sites. And there's so much historical stuff in India yeah. that they would always stop there for for things and and whatnot, you know. Um, what I actually like about that place is not necessarily Taj Mahal itself, but some of the other buildings that are in the same courtyard, mm-hmm. as well as ones that are not in the same courtyard. Mm. And for me, one of the most impactful ones was Shah Jahan, the the guy who made it essentially made it as a, as a tomb to represent, um, I, I think from what I remember correctly, the, the Muslim version of heaven mm-hmm. for his wife. For his wife, yeah. yeah. And his son over, overthrew him because he wanted to be king and locked him up in this other building. Oh, wow. And the only real thing that he had was a little balcony. And, and I saw the room where he was kept. I mean, it was really, it was probably about this big. Wow. And the balcony, the only thing that he could see from there was the Taj Mahal. So imagine you build this thing for your wife and your son 
essentially jails you, and for the rest of your life, you're spending taking a look at this constant memory of your wife. Wow! And just wow. to be there was was so amazing. I I would not get that same thing by going to the Space Needle. No, no, you would not at all. At all. No. Yeah, for sure. That's crazy. That's fantastic. And in uh, not that it's an indictment that you have been to Taj Mahal more than you have been to the Space Needle. Yeah. But I just want people to really take in the magnitude <laughs> of that statement, mm-hmm. right? It is kind of weird, yeah. If you think about it, ridiculous. Um, I'm, I am so excited about that. Like that's crazy. That's like saying you've been to Angkor Wat more times than you've been to the Space Needle. Yeah. No, I've been, I've been That's to Space Needle. Fucking more. nuts, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Phenomenal. I had a couple of friends. We went to uh, Snoqualmie Falls for the first time. Oh, well, yeah. No, they went, went for the first time. Yeah, yeah. I've been there before. Me and Sam had a hot date a long time ago with mm. Snoqualmie Falls together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a nice weekend. Um, but they had gone for the first time ever, and I was like, oh, y'all in for a treat. It's going to be real cool with yeah. it. And it was amazing, man. It was a good time. That's dope. Yeah. And I take advantage of even your local place, yeah. man. Yeah. And I think that there's a special magic about that, too. You know what I'm going to do this weekend? Go on Space Needle? No. I'm going to go see the Fremont Trolls. you never seen it? No. See what I'm saying, man? What? Ladies and gentlemen, go outside and just venture out there and go experience what you have outside your door. 20 minutes away, I'm pretty sure there's going to be something crazy out there that you've never done before. Pick up a damn book, damn it. Look look on the Atlas or something like that. There's something out there for y'all to Man, do. Sam's getting heated at the audience. A book and an Atlas? How old are you? <laughs> <laughs> I would say phone, you know what I'm saying? But Yeah, don't pick it. Well, you could pick up your phone yeah. because it's so much information at your fingertips. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But you know what? You know what I'm getting at. Yeah. That being said, one, I just realized between the three of us. Mm-hmm. We've been to about 40% of the seven winners of the world. Agree. Yeah. Wow. Right? Mm. Machu Picchu, Uncle Wat, Taj Mahal. Mahal. So that's fantastic, right? Space Needle. We're, I, I would consider us... Space Needle. <laughs> space Needle, right? That's uh, the seven winners of North America. Right? <laughs> the Space Needle, the Great Wheel. Empire uh, State Building. Empire State Building, the What's Grand Canyon. The big wheel. Uh, the big wheel. Did you Seattle. drink in in Las Vegas? In La- yeah, in Vegas. <laughs> no, I was talking about the one in Seattle, but... Oh, is that what it's called? The Great Wheel? I think so, yeah. Oh. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm all over the place now. Yeah. Um, so, I I would consider us very, very, very lucky. That's besides the point. Sure. I want to end this episode with challenging every one of our listeners to go out and do something different that you haven't done. See something you haven't seen in your own backyard right in your local area also those travel plans that you had that bucket list vacation don't make it a bucket list write it down make it plain put a plan in place mm-hmm. make it happen because if you don't you'll never do it you'll never do it I've always wanted to drive a Ferrari I've always wanted to go here to do that well if you just always want and you never do all you're going to ever do is want. Oh. So I challenge each and every one of our listeners. Let us know what your dream vacation is, where you want to go, what culture you want to take in, and do something different right in your own backyard. And do it this weekend. May I share a quick quote? Yes. I, I really like this, and it's one that has really meant a lot to me in the past two weeks. If you don't schedule it, it'll never happen. It's true. 
It's so simple. So simple. So true. Yeah. Like, look at how often do we update that thing and we don't do anything with it? A calendar? Yeah. yeah. Once a month and we don't put much on it. <laughs> we yeah. just put the month. I know. <laughs> so it's March, right? Yeah, yeah it's, it's March. March. Okay. Yeah, and it's right. It's accurate. Yeah. The dates. That's it. I filled it out last month. <laughs> I'm going to fill it out in April, too. <laughs> um, that's a fantastic quote. Thank you. I love that quote. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. So with that being said, go hit us up, GYST Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Rohit's favorite, Pinterest. Mm-hmm. Sure is. Once again, thanks for listening. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to our GYST Podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together.